Hello, and welcome to the Pursuit City Church podcast. Our mission is to lead people to know the love of Jesus Christ. Our prayer is that you will feel encouraged as well as challenged through the Word of God. If you need prayer or want to share your story, please send an email to info at PursuitCC.com. Get ready to enjoy this message. God bless. Judges 4, it says this in verse 1, after Ehud's death, there's a lot of big words, so follow me. After Ehud's death, the Israelites again did evil in the Lord's sight. The Lord turned them over to King Jabin of Hazor, a Canaanite king. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Harasheth Higoyim. Sisera, who had 900 iron chariots, ruthlessly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years. Then the people of Israel, what did they do? They cried out to the Lord for help. Deborah, the wife of Lapidoth, how would you like to name your son that? Deborah, she was judging Israel at the time. Yes, there was a woman prophet. Yes, she was judging a whole nation. Verse five, she would sit under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim and the Israelites would go to her for judgment. One day she sent for Barak, no, not Obama, son of Abinoam, who lived in Kadesh in the land of Naphtali. Yeah, that's a mouthful. She said to him, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel commands you. Call out 10,000 warriors from the tribes of Naphtali, Zebulun, and Mount Tabor. And I will call out Sisera, commander of Jabin's army, the one that's oppressing them, along with his chariots and warriors to the Kishon River. There, I will give you victory over him. That's what she's prophesying to them. This is what the Lord is saying. I will give you victory over them. And Barak told her, I will go, but only if you go with me. Very well, she replied, I will go with you, but you will receive no honor in this venture. (coughs) For the Lord's victory over Sisera (coughs) will be at the hands of a woman. thank you for the harvest. We thank you, Lord, for the season that we are in right now. I ask you right now, church, right now, if you know how to speak in the spirit, pray in the spirit, do it right now. Activate your gift right now. The Lord wants to awake, awaken the sleeper. A lot of us have been asleep. All of us at times have been asleep, but it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up your voice. It's time to open up within your spirit, man, right now. Intercession, right now. You cannot be afraid of what's to come. You cannot be shaken. 
For I'm going to allow things to be shaken in your life. To have things that, that are attached to you that need to be shaken and shaken off. And I will allow that to happen. To work out your salvation, you must work it out with fear and trembling, says the Lord. You need to work it out with fear and trembling. There is no other option. There's no other way but to be shaken from the end within. In the name of Jesus. So Deborah <clears throat> went with Barak to Kadesh. At Kadesh, Barak called together the tribes of Zebulun and Naphtali. And 10,000 warriors went up with him. Deborah also went with him. Now Haber, the Kenite, a descendant of Moses' brother-in-law, Hobab, had moved away, <clears throat> excuse me, had moved away from other members of his tribe and pitched his tent by the oak of Zananim near Kadesh. When Sisera was told that Barak, son of Abinoam, had gone up to Mount Tabor, he called for all and 100 of his iron chariots, <clears throat> excuse me, and warriors, and they marched from Harasheth Higoim to Kishon River. <clears throat> then Deborah said to Barak, sorry, <clears throat> get ready. <laughs> this is the day the Lord will give you victory over Sisera. For the Lord is marching ahead of you. So, Barak led his 10,000 warriors down the slopes of Mount Tabor. When Barak attacked the Lord through Sisera and all his chariots, warriors into panic. Sisera leaped down from his chariot and escaped on foot. Then Barak chased the chariots and the enemy army all the way to Harasheth Higoim, killing all of Sisera's warriors, and not a single one was left alive. I feel like I'm losing my voice here. So interesting. <clears throat> Want to pray. And then by faith, we'll move on. <laughs> oh, thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you for all you've done and all you will continue to do. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your grace. And thank you 
for victory. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. All right, you guys are good. <laughs> Pray for me. So, obviously, in case it was a struggle for you to hear me <laughs> and follow along, the nation of Israel has been oppressed for 20 years. <clears throat> and then God speaks to go and go to battle against that king, against Jabin. In order to do that, he has to lure the commander into the valley. His name is Sisera. Now there's a lot here. Hopefully I can get to share, but before I do, I want to demonstrate something to you. So can I have John and Rebecca come up and bring that, that barbell up here? Come on up. Come up here. Just don't hit me with it. <laughs> All right, sit on this side, Johnny. So Rebecca, come over here. Stand right there. Come on over here, Rebecca. I want you to instruct Johnny how to properly lift. Okay? Yeah. Oh, we're live. Okay. All right. So any injuries I need to know about before you pick up weight? <laughs> okay, so you're going to stand in the middle of the bar. When you lift it up, you want to make sure your feet are underneath your hips. And then when you bend down, you want to make sure your back is straight. Good, hips down and lift off the ground. So, so what, describe what is happening here. Like, why do this? What is this movement? So um, the reason why, I guess, I mean, hmm. Um, you want to make sure whenever you do pick up anything off the ground, it's safety, so you won't hurt yourself, basically, to prevent prevention, prevent injury. Um, so what is this doing? Pretend there's 100 pounds on each side. What is this doing to the body? Oh, like what is he working? Oh, well, strengthening his legs, his back, his upper body. Why? To build strength. Because he's lifting, yeah, there's weight, I get, I don't know. <laughs> so, what about if he does this? So he's going to, if he, yeah. What happens when he does this? So he's building his biceps. Why? So he can lift me off the ground? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to build strength, to get, to be stronger. But why? I know, I'm like, uh. <laughs> she thought this was going to be simple, but I've never seen it. How uh, is this creating strength? I guess, yeah, Jasmine, help me here. Um, yeah, well, because. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, whoever lifts weight here. Oh, you're asking the wrong person for that. I don't know. I feel like naturally, like you you only have like your own strength. So to, in order to build that, you have to lift heavier or create resistance. Ooh, so oh, building, go. Say it again. create resistance. You have to do what first? Build strength. Lift, lift what? Lift more than your natural like. You have to do what? 
lift more than your natural capabilities? In order to build strength. Build strength. Yeah. So in order to build strength, you have to, to lift more. Lift. Well, first thing you gotta do is you gotta lift. Mm-hmm. Stay right there, Johnny. You can go, Rebecca. Thank you. Everybody give Rebecca a hand. Thank you, people in the back. Y'all are awesome. You see, I may not look like I'm in great shape, <clears throat> but I am. Um, I do know a couple of things. I know that in order to build strength, you have to have resistance. Do a curl, Johnny. And I remember learning, stop right there. Go down slow, Johnny. Okay, stop right there. Now, is that where the tension is? Right there. Why is that? Because when you go down slow, it builds the resistance. And when you try to pull it up real fast, Johnny, whoop, then you go down slow. All creating resistance. It's, cre- it's creating the pressure, right? Hear me. How do you overcome things in life? How do you get stronger? First thing you got to do is you have to lift what's stopping you. You have to lift what's weighing you down. You have to, you have to lift. You have to pull the resistance in. You have to combat the resistance in order to get stronger. You see, most people think the best way to get stronger is to avoid pain altogether, is to to avoid the conflict. That's not how you do it. Intentional confrontation of resistance is what gets you stronger. Put it on the ground. Let's pretend Johnny's in workout clothes. Let's pretend... This is the gym. Is he getting stronger yet? He's ready. He's dressed. He got his, got his, what, what are those things called? Spanks, whatever. I don't know. Those are women things. I don't know nothing about that. Though. Spandex, whatever. Tights. He's, he's ready to go. But is he getting stronger yet? Not until he does what? Lift the weights. See, some of y'all were way down in 2020. And y'all thought the best way to survive was just to keep going and not do anything about the weight you're carrying around. But in order to get stronger, you have to elevate the weight. Mm, y'all ain't following me. What is this doing? Oh, is it it's getting heavy? You got to change the grip up. So do that again. Lift it. What did we just do? What did he just do? He elevated it. You see, you don't get stronger. You get stronger by just kind of holding it like that. You get stronger by lifting it up. Thank you, Johnny. I won't torture you anymore. You're good. 
Better give Johnny a hand. A weight does nothing for you if you leave it on the floor. The issues you encountered in 2020 does nothing for you if you don't do something with them. The pressure does nothing for you. The issues do nothing for you. The struggles do nothing for you until you confront them. You see, what you don't understand is that if you went through a hard year, when you go through a hard year, when you go through a hard season, those are actually gifts. Those are gifts. And they're designed to help you get stronger. They're designed to help you grow. What is the point of lifting weight? To get stronger so your muscles do what? Grow. The purpose of getting stronger at anything is growth. In order for you to get stronger in life, to be able to handle things, you need to grow in certain areas of your life. How do you grow unless you exercise? How do you grow unless you physically attack those things? Here's what happens. We just witnessed it. When you do this, it automatically creates tension. Automatically, it creates pain. Automatically, when you confront these things, it poses more challenges. You basically open yourself up to more issues. <laughs> that sounds fun, right? But after a while, once you've trained, once you've grown, once you've <clears throat> gotten stronger, it causes change. It causes confidence. It causes strength and it causes growth. So yes, you should attack these things. You should confront these things, even if it causes more pain, even if it hurts. Because in the end, you get stronger. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Anything right now would help. Thank you. Mm. I was fine until I got up here. That's weird. That's right. So I want to read again what we've already read here. It's kind of one of the big points and that's where I got stuck. <laughs> In verse nine, it says, very well, she replied. <clears throat> I will go with you. 
but you will receive no honor in this venture for the Lord's victory over Sisera will be at the hands of a woman. And then I started coughing. This is important. This is important. First of all, who's judging Israel? Deborah, a woman. She's a prophet. She's in charge of administering justice to a whole nation. So this idea that gets thrown around constantly that women should not be in leadership or women should not preach is so erroneous. God put a woman in charge of a whole nation when it stopped obeying him. So there you go, ladies. You should be saluted. And I find it interesting that God would make sure that no one got the glory for this except her. <laughs> Actually, we're going to find out it wasn't Deborah. There was another, there was another lady involved. We're going to find out in a little bit. But it's at the hands of a woman that all of this gets completed. And this is important because so often we look at our nation, other nations, we see the most important people are usually men. Here's one situation where the most important person over the nation was a woman. And later, later on, we'll see another woman. So I want to read you the next part of this. In verse 17, what did you steal, Josh? <laughs> thought he was coming to tackle me. Verse 17, it says this. Remember, this is right after they had killed everyone. And the prophecy so far has come true. It says, meanwhile, Sisera ran to the tent of Jael. <clears throat> the wife of Hebar, the Kenite, because Hebar's family was on friendly terms with the king, Jabin of Hazor. Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, come into my tent, sir. Come in, don't be afraid. That's very inviting. Come in, don't be afraid. Just come on in. So he went to her tent. And she covered him with a blanket. Please give me some water, he said. I'm thirsty. She gave him some milk from a leather bag and covered him again, even better. Stand at the door of the tent, he told her. If anyone comes and asks you, if there is anyone here, say no. But when Sisera fell asleep from exhaustion, Jael quickly crept up to him with a hammer and a tent peg in her hand. Then she drove the tent peg through his temple and into the ground, and so he died. 
talk about dangerous. She was gangster. So on that day, Israel saw God defeat Jabin, the Canaanite king. And from that time on in Israel became stronger and stronger against King Jabin until they finally destroyed him. This is so interesting to me. First, we have Deborah who is leading this charge, who makes sure that this happens. And then we have Jael, a lady who invited Sisera, the captain of the army, into the tent and took care of business. She executed her oppressor with her own hands. Talk about lifting some weight. You see, this is very symbolic. I feel like 2021 is the year where we tell some things from our past. Go ahead, come on inside. Don't be afraid. And then we pick up a hammer and we pick up a tent peg and we start to execute some things in our lives that don't belong there anymore. We start to execute some things that have been oppressing us. Sometimes in order to get stronger, you have to pick up a hammer, not a weight. Sometimes in order to get stronger, you have to nail the enemy's head to the ground. I really want to shout this, but I can't. So I'm shouting on the inside. So somebody shout for me. This might be an actual short message. Go Cowboys, they play at 12. Maybe that's what it is. The Lord is telling me to stop. Mm. Thank you for the halls. I'm sure this is really annoying in the mic. Let's talk for a brief moment about journeys. You can see here, we have a starting point and an end point. Every journey typically is uphill. And not just in a physical sense. Emotionally, spiritually, <clears throat> every journey typically is uphill. Anything worth accomplishing typically is uphill. You will meet resistance. You will meet pushback. You will meet an oppressor on every journey. It's what you do when you confront those things that matter. Journeys take time. Journeys take planning, and journeys can be dangerous. 2021 is a new journey. We have no clue what's going to happen this year. Just like nobody had any clue what was going to happen in 2020. All I know is this, that I hope 
that you came out of 2020 stronger. And if you didn't, it's time to get stronger. Because I believe that as we come through 2021, we're going to grow spiritually. We're going to grow internally. It's okay to grow externally. It's okay to grow in numbers. But if we're not growing from the inside, we're missing it. We got to get stronger. Man, I want to shout this. Journeys ultimately require proper priorities. And this is where a lot of us miss it. We put a lot of things out of priority in our life. And priorities are a tricky thing. They're a very, very tricky thing. If you don't get that right, a lot of stuff gets messed up. If you don't get that right, your mentality can get messed up. And therefore, your expectations can get messed up. And when your expectations can get messed up, your confidence gets messed up. And when your confidence gets messed up, you don't feel like moving forward anymore. Anybody feel me on that? When failure comes into your life, all of a sudden you start to experience emotions you may not have felt before or experienced before. Field before. What is that? Sixth grade language. It's like Joel language. You might have felt some stuff you didn't feel before. My goodness. Got to get my voice stronger. (laughs) I know I shouldn't have took off last week. I got out of sync there. (laughs) In order to make 2021 a year that you get stronger, your priorities have to be in line. For some of you, the priority should just simply be your relationship with God to make sure that that is top in your life. Because I don't care how many times you come to church and you don't miss and you're here every Sunday. If your relationship isn't connected, man, you're missing it. Period. Shout for me, Jamie. Yeah. We've got to have our priorities in order. We got to keep God first in all things. When I was young, my dad talked to me about priorities. And it really helped me growing up because I was able to quickly see when I started slipping what would happen, what the cause and effect would be. And he taught me from a young age that God is always first. Then it's your family. Then it's your job. See, so many times as men, we work hard. How many of you men love to work hard? Yeah, we work hard, right? Some of y'all like, yeah, no. (laughs) I like to work hard. I, I enjoy work. I'm. Truthfully, if I'm being honest, I'm a workaholic. I always have been, and I have to watch myself. 
because I will work myself into the ground if I'm not careful. <clears throat> but I enjoy working hard. I enjoy just willing something to happen, you know. But he taught me at an early age that God is first, your family second, then it's your job. It's not the other way around. Sometimes as men, we start to think that by providing for our family, we're putting them first when it's not true. It is a slow deception to think that it's okay that I'm spending that much time away because I'm providing. Trust me, I've been in that trap. I know how that feels. I know what that looks like. And while I advocate for you to work hard and earn your living and be successful, your family should not be the collateral damage of it. The enemy should be the collateral damage of it. There's this little thing called priority. And if you get it right, oh my goodness, the blessing of God. It comes in waves when you get the priorities in line. And I'm harping on this because I've been there. I know what it looks like. And I know the other side of it too is some people will use it as an excuse for laziness. <laughs> and that is definitely not the case. Because some guys will sit around and go, yeah, well, I'm putting my family first. I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, working as much, but you're also not working. So you need to go to work, okay? You need to put your effort in. You need to provide for your family, but you need to do it in balance. You need to do it with priority. You need to do it with faith, right? I hope you're hearing this clearly enough this morning because every journey will expose a lack of proper priorities. It will. And if you're not careful, you will lose certain parts of your life that you're supposed to maintain. You will lose it. And that's all I'll say about that. You can take that one to prayer. <clears throat> the worship team can come back up and rescue me. So there's one final key. First, we learned that we needed resistance. We needed to lift the weight. We needed to, oh, thank you. Perfect timing. We needed to move things in our lives in order for them to create the strength that we need. The second thing we learned is that journeys sometimes will expose areas in our lives that need help. And we also need to learn how to execute the things in our past that don't belong there anymore. The final point is we need endurance. I don't know who said it. Was it Star or somebody said it this morning? Rebecca? I think she said it. You talked about endurance earlier. Yeah. <laughs> we need endurance. I feel like towards the end of 2020, so many people were so tired 
they, they were just so tired of all the craziness. And, and all the endurance was gone. All the wind in our sails were gone. And man, if that doesn't speak of a lack of endurance, like we're supposed to run the race and finish the race strong. We're not supposed to get close and just go, oh, I'm tired of this year. Let's just get out of it. So how do we build endurance? I'm going to pose to you what I would suggest the best way this year for you to build endurance. You ready? Collaboration. You know, when you're trying to lift weight and you got a lot of weight on the barbell, who do you need by your side? A spotter. Because weight can be dangerous. If you slip up and it falls on you, it can kill you. It's so interesting to me that we do so many things in life that could potentially kill us. But we're perfectly okay with it. We're okay with, I just drove nine hours to Louisiana. I drove nine hours back to San Antonio and then another two and a half hours to get home. That's a lot of driving. I drove through rain. There was accidents on the road. We could have died. But we're perfectly okay with it because we're on a journey. You see, when you're lifting weight spiritually, it can kill you if you're not careful, if you don't collaborate. What do I mean? I mean, it's easier if me and Rebecca go and pick up that thing at the same time and know and trust that she's hanging with me. Right. I can count on her. It's easier to face the struggles when you're not trying to handle it on your own. That's why you need community. That's why you need church. That's why we need each other. So that when you're down and you're struggling and you're hurting, I think I got my voice back. When you're hurting, we can come to you, Josh, and say, what do you need help with? Where can we lift with you? What do you need us to pick up? What do you need me to carry? Because if I can help you carry some of that burden, together we can get through this. Together we will grow. Together we can endure. And together we get stronger. How do we build endurance? Collaboration. Stop doing things by yourself so that you get all the credit if you make it and no one knows if you fail. Anybody following that little line right there? So many people are worried about what people think. So they don't include them in their potential failures. So they go on that journey alone. That way, in case I fall, in case I fail, no one knows. Anybody feel me? Anybody feel me on that? And so I'm not going to tell anyone when I'm about to do this or, or trying. I'm not going to tell anyone 
when, when, I, when I got this plan. I'm not going to tell anyone when I'm going to start this business. I'm not going to tell anyone. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Because I don't want people to know if I didn't make it. Right. Get over that. You won't make it because you didn't collaborate. That's true. Amen. Oh, if you can't say amen, say ouch. How do you endure? How do you cross that finish line? We carry each other. What if, what if the person next to you could have helped you in that situation? What if the person behind you could have been the key for that success? And we chose to keep it to ourselves because we're so concerned about what people might think that we don't include them. We need to endure, but we can't endure on our own. We have to endure by lifting each other up, carrying one another's burdens, caring for each other. Ramon, you can't do it by yourself. You're raising a family. You need all of us men to collaborate with you, to contribute. Have that village mindset, right? Where we're here to help each other. That's why our city groups are so important. Because if you learn to open up and share things with each other, yeah, it's scary. Yeah, it's a little unnerving. Oh, I gotta tell them about myself and tell them about my failures and all these things. But what you don't know is that by doing so, you might open the door to endurance, to more strength when you collaborate. In Proverbs 27, 17, famous scripture, everyone should know it. It says, as iron sharp as iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. How do you get sharper? You need to collaborate. You need someone else helping you. Let's pull out the axes. Let's start sharpening our axes together. Stop trying to sharpen your axe on your own. Start sharpening your axe with the person next to you. We're here to help each other. We're here to encourage each other. How do we get stronger? We do it together. Let's stand. Now I feel like preaching and my message is over. Collaboration, collaboration, thank you very much. I made it through because of y'all. I don't know what you went through in 2020, but it's time to put a tent peg through it. It's time to take a hammer and nail that sucker to the ground. Period. See, I can shout now. Where was that earlier? I don't know what you went through. I don't know what pain you caused or what, what, what went on in your life. I don't know. Not pain that you caused, that's weird. I don't know who you lost in 2020. Many of us lost in 2020. All I know is this, in order to get stronger, you have to be willing to pick up that weight and say, this is going to benefit me, not destroy me. This is going to build me, 
not destroy me. This is going to help me not destroy me. I'm choosing to pick up everything that has gone on in the past five years and say, guess what, enemy? I'm going to use those things as fuel. Go ahead. Keep trying to remind me of those failures. Go ahead. Keep trying to remind me of that situation. Go ahead. I'm going to use all that as a learning and fuel for the future so I can teach my kids, hey, guess what? I learned something over here. Don't do this. Don't do that. So when they grow up, guess what? They're stronger than me. You see, I, I remember my dad talking to me about his dad. And he would describe him in certain ways. And then I realized that my dad was in many ways better than his dad. Whatever you want to look at that comparison, I don't, I don't care, whatever. But he was more successful. He was able to do more. He, he accomplished more in life. And he looked at me one day, he says, but my hope is that you're better than me, that you're stronger than me. And so my goal in life is to accomplish all that God has said that I would accomplish and to try and fulfill all the dreams that are in my heart because I want to set an example for my son to look up to and then say, guess what though? You're going to be stronger than me. See, there are things that my dad didn't go through because his dad did and was able to cut some of those situations in the family. And then there are some things that my dad went through that I haven't had to go through because he was able to cut. I've been through it and I'll be able to tell him, no, 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 you don't have to go down that road because we're trying to build a generational idea of strength, of endurance, of getting stronger, of getting wiser. And I feel like preaching now. I don't know what this past year meant for you. But I can guarantee if you let it stay what it meant for you, it'll only mean that. You have an opportunity right here, right now to let last year mean what you want it to mean. That's God calling. He's saying, mean what you want it to mean. He's just confirming that. You have an opportunity right here, right now to say, God, I want 2020 to mean that I'm gonna grow. I'm gonna take every situation and use it as a learning lesson. I'm gonna take every situation and use it as an opportunity for that resistance to build strength in me, for that situation to build strength in me. And I'm gonna go into 2021 stronger. And by the end of 2021, I don't care if you ever accomplish every little um, New Year's resolution you made, but if you come out stronger, you've succeeded, okay? Let's pray. If you want to come to the front as we worship some more, because I, I felt this morning that after my message, I really wanted to, to praise God. I really wanted to shout again. <laughs> Funny, I, I felt that way, and I can barely hear my voice. I, I wanted to give God more energy, right? Because for me, regardless of what 2021 brings, I'm going to come through it stronger. 
So I invite you to come down to the front. We're going to praise God. I'm going to pray first, then we're going to praise God with all our heart. Amen. Let's do that. Come on down. Lord, I thank you right now for victory. I thank you right now for endurance. I thank you for strength, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that you're beginning to build us up in every way from the inside, that inner strength, Father God. I pray that we begin to turn all the situations that were meant to destroy us, that we begin to turn it into opportunities for growth. We begin to turn it into opportunities to get stronger, that we begin to use those things as a catapult to our next destination, that those things did not take us down, did not destroy us, did not defeat us, Father God, but on the contrary, we're using them as a stepping stone under our foot, Father God, so that we can move forward into our purpose in 2021. We thank you for the opportunity to get stronger. We thank you for the ability to grow spiritually with you. Lord, I pray right now that we begin to manage our priorities right, that we would begin to set our priority right, that our priority this year, if we don't do anything else right, but our priority this year would be to grow closer in our personal relationship with you, that we would read your word day and night, that we would pray morning, noon, and night, that we would begin to seek your face in all that we do, that we would begin to use the scripture not to benefit us, but to grow us, to make us stronger. We thank you, Lord, for that. And we worship you this morning. Can somebody say praise the Lord? Yeah. Let's praise God as much as we can this morning. I want to invite you to come down and lift it as high as you want to. Yeah. Let's do that. Thank you for joining us this week. Our vision is to plant churches that are life-changing. If you would like to support our ministry, you can easily do so by visiting our website, PursuitCC.com. Also, follow us on all social media outlets by using at PursuitCC. Thank you and God bless.